Hello and welcome to episode 240 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. Join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can find in a jubilant mood at LeagueFreak.com. I don't even know what I'm saying there. I should just start that again. No, just go with it. I like Fair it. Fair enough. That's his, that, that's his website. Yeah. I fully intended that. Yeah, yeah. He's also on Twitter at League Freak. Yeah. How are you going there, mate? I'm going good. Do you know what's really funny is I just realised you say both of our Twitter handles and you've done it 240 times and I didn't realise it. Yeah, I've done it 239 times and then I fucked it up. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So um, we've just watched the uh, the Panthers place South. Yeah. The first time they've ever met in a finals match. Yeah. And Penrith cruised to victory. Yeah. Um, how comfortable were you through the whole game? I tell you what, I was super comfortable, and I'll tell you why. Because I visited manscape.com. If you go to manscape.com and you use our exclusive code, which is NRL, you get 20% off and free shipping, which is just incredible. You go and get the perfect package 3.0. You basically get all of the good stuff. And, like, I'm not supposed to talk about this. Okay. Manscaped's coming out with something a little little new, a little different there. They research their development division. It's very, it's like Tony Stark's lab. They're working on something big. Oh, and, see, I, I thought it might have been like the, the labs they use a ton, like um, shampoo conditioner places use, like PERT. Mm. You know, they, they've got their big technical labs there. Maybe Manscaped's got one similar to what they have Man- for two-in-one shampoo. Yeah, but Manscaped's one is so technologically advanced. It's like full of AI and people working on machines and refining and making better. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. I, I saw it, and I thought I was looking into the future, and that's how that's how they get their products so good. So if you go to manscaped.com and you click and you put whatever you want, in your like anything, just put anything on the website. Everything. Put it in your basket. Yeah, absolutely anything. Put it in your, your cart and then go and put in the code NRL. Boom, 20% off and free shipping. And that's thanks to Manscaped and the Fergo and the Freak podcast. You're welcome, people. Yeah. So you were you were pretty chilled then throughout the game? I mean, I know you get a bit animated. You get yourself mm-hmm. pretty into games. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were a bit on edge a few weeks ago when you were watching the, the Panthers play. Well, you know what was really weird was I was less on edge for this game. So, like last the on, on the first week of the finals, I was really sick, and I think that contributed to me being super nervous through the whole game. This game, I was pretty chilled right up until about the last twenty minutes, and then I watched the last twenty minutes standing up. Um, there was lots of yelling, lots of cheering. Um, you know, I was I was pretty happy with the result, obviously, but there's there's a lot that they can improve on, but there's also a lot of things you can take out of it that are positives from from how they played against South. I mean, South have been you know absolutely tearing up every team they've played against, and they only scored 16 points in this game, and I dare say it's not Penrith's best game of this season, but they you know. They just won. They're into the grand final, so you can't complain, really. And uh, I'd just like to say, um, I called it. Yeah. I said it was going to be a close game. I also said it was going to be entertaining. It, mm-hmm. it provided both. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell you what, though. Kirk Capewell had a game to forget, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. I thought that he'd be a real key player for the Panthers, and he had a real forgettable night, made you miss Philly Army kick out. Yeah, I mean, his hands are pretty much allergic to Steedens. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a few plays like that. I think that there was more drop ball in this game than there was in the other finals games, you know, all of them. Oh, yeah, um, it was pretty bad. But then again, I think Penrith were trying to beat South at their own game by pushing passes a lot. Mm. Um, and they kind of lost their way a little bit there. It didn't help that uh, Coruscant went off the field with a bit of a shoulder complaint. Mm-hmm. Midway through the second half, mm-hmm. um, they lost direction there, and that's how South got back into the game, I think. But yeah, I think uh, they're getting back on the field for the end. The weird thing was that, 
Like, I always felt like they had their advantage in the forwards, and when they just stuck to playing in the middle of the field, South couldn't handle it at all. No. Um, you know, it, it was a, a smash-up in the middle of the field. But as you say, when the Panthers started throwing it a little bit wide and starting to play really South style of play, uh, it started going wrong for them. And, and they were going wider quicker in the set than they have all year. And I think that that really hurt them. Um, you know, but luckily their defense is good. Uh, you know, I thought early on that none of the decisions were going their way. There were a few decisions there I didn't like at all. Oh, the one in the second minute where Tamo fell over. Yeah. <laughs> Reynolds fell on top of him after kicking and Tamo got penalized. Like, the fuck? How's he supposed to get out of that? I was a little bit upset at that one. <laughs> but, um, Reynolds missed a goal, so through, everything worked out in the end there, I guess. Well, sometimes I feel like the rugby league gods, they even things up eventually, you know? They do. They do. Yeah. Those sort of things. And that's who what would, that felt like. Who would be the rugby league gods by chance? Um, Darling Messenger? Me and you? Well, yeah. But it does say plural. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there's more than just you and me there. It probably is. We would need to have a, uh, a deciding vote somewhere. Just we in should... case someone kicks someone in the head, you know, we need someone to take a side somewhere. <laughs> Kick someone in the head. Leave Josh Reynolds out of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should do a poll on the uh, on Twitter who should be the rugby league gods. Yeah. Andrew Johns isn't one of them. No, no. No, not even close. Yeah, I've, I've done a bit of number crunching, mate. Okay, yeah. And I've got two... Two unique sort of stats, which I think are very ominous for the Panthers. Okay. So if you add the total points scored, you know, while playing at the Panthers only, yeah. for Greg Alexander, mm-hmm. Nathan Cleary, mm-hmm. Nigel Plum, mm-hmm. Karen, mm-hmm. and Harry Shaker, mm-hmm. comes to 2,020 points. Holy crap. It's a sign. It's a sign. The other one is if you take the... The total points scored by Brad War, yeah, Viliami Kikau, mm-hmm. Ryan Girdler, yeah, and the fact that we've done two hundred and forty episodes, yeah, also comes to twenty twenty. We'll lock it in, lock it in. It, it's Beat that, yeah, it's happening. It's definitely happening. I uh, I can't believe it. I, it doesn't feel real to me yet. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's it feel like to have your team in the grand final um, at least twice in 20 years? Yeah. Because I don't know what that feels like. It's really strange. I, it's weird because I've got to experience, in, in my lifetime, I've got to experience it in different ways in terms of, like, um, you know, we had that first grand final appearance that was a, a big breakthrough. And we obviously lost against the Raiders, who are way over the salary cap, but that's beside the point. And then in 91, we it was sort of a, you know, a battle-hardened team that won the grand final. Against so the Canberra Raiders side that was still over the salary cap? Way, way over the salary cap, Andrew, but that's beside the point. Yeah. And then 2003 kind of come out of nowhere and was different to, to this year's team. Uh, and that was exciting. And, and I've said on the podcast before, I feel like that was the grand final, you know, that I kind of, I got a grand final, I'm good. And so this year to be in the grand final and to see them doing it on the back of a great defense and they're on this 17 game win streak, which is absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's really, I, I just can't believe it. I, I st- it hasn't sunk in yet. Now, are you confident going up against Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, I am. The I thing, that... I, thing that got me about the Storm game yesterday mm-hmm. is how quickly and easily mm-hmm. they annihilated Canberra. Yeah, they did. You know, the thing that got me was the way that they changed their style of play. Yeah. I've, I've never seen Melbourne spread their entire team where they were like sideline to sideline. And they weren't playing with a huge amount of depth, which is how they normally play. And it was as though the Canberra Raiders just didn't really, didn't really know what to do and didn't know how to adjust to that. And it meant that the storm were going around them, like really, really easily. But you're right, they blew them off the park. And 
Canberra were, were just never in that contest. And they um, ripped them through the middle, which has never been an easy place to get Canberra because their middle, um, you know, the middle of the park from the Raiders has always been pretty strong defensively. Mm-hmm. And they picked them apart and just did what they wanted with them. That first half was just an absolute, an absolute whitewash. Yeah. 24-6 at half time. Canberra were not even in the game. And then incredible. Melbourne just cruised in the second half. Yeah, they really did. And, and like, it, it was just a masterful performance. It really was. And, um, you know, I, I think that the Raiders overachieved this year. I, there were parts of their game that you and me criticised all year. And I think that when it come down to it, I mean, they lacked playmaking, which was huge. I think Papali had his worst game that I've ever seen him play. And yeah. They, they were just like the, the other thing that they did is they sort of stood a lot of times in that game. Players in the Raiders were sort of waiting for somebody else to do the job, and while they're waiting for someone else to do the job, the st- Storm were diving on balls and scoring and and looking like Superman. And I think that that was a big difference as well between the teams. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, who do you think's going to win the grand final at this early stage? Man, it's it's tricky because mm. for me, a lot of it will come down to um, Coruscant's health. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's got a even a fifty percent shoulder, that's a worry already. Mm. Because the storm will just be—they'll just run forwards at him all day until they break it. Yeah, and hopefully that'll for them it'll be in the first half, and then they'll just do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um. So if I'm Penrith, I'd probably be trying to get Tyrone May um, keyed up on playing as a as a backup nine. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to worry about carrying an extra hooker on the on the bench. You can just have Tyrone May there. Yeah. And if Carousel gets through the game, all right, you've still got an, a, you know a ball player on the bench that you can bring into the game whenever you like as well. So it's, it sort of has a you know double effect, I think, for Penrith there. Yeah. Because um, I think they're going to need. At least two big bodies, if not a, a third mobile forward on the bench. Um, I think Penrith can do it. Yeah, I've got no concerns about them being able to get the job done, and they'll be better for the the run, having having got blown a few cobwebs out after today after tonight's performance, mm-hmm. because they did look like they had missed a week. Yeah, they didn't handle it as well as the storm did. Like I think physically it helped them. But their timing and stuff, that it was off yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I think it'll, you know, they will be better next week. Yeah. Um, Melbourne's going to struggle with the Panthers' defense more than anything. Mm-hmm. That's the I, thing, because I mean, if if the Panthers' can defense is able to restrict South to just sixteen points, mm. given they've scored over a hundred points in their last three games, and they were playing. They were just doing whatever they wanted in attack for against you know three top three two uh, three top eight sides for the last yeah. three weeks, and they were destroying them. Um, and Penrith kept them to sixteen. That's that's something that I don't know. If, I don't know how Melbourne tries to deal with that. At the same time, Penrith's got to find a way to score points against Melbourne. Yeah, so and that's that's the big thing. I yeah, think. it's going to be a tricky one. So it is a game between two very very good defensive units. Mm-hmm. And that's that makes it hard to pick a winner. But I, I will be siding with um, Penrith purely because Melbourne, the city, doesn't deserve nice things. <laughs> See, I I think that with because they're both two very good, very very good defensive teams. The thing for me that I kind of think might be the difference is Melbourne used very good. Their, their kicking game's very good. But the Panthers are pretty good at diffusing kicks as well. Um, and I think it might just come down to someone doing something like physical to break the game open. And that's where I think getting someone back like kick out might be the difference where, you know, it does, doesn't matter how good your defense is. If kick out does something like the Incredible Hulk, nothing's going to stop it. And I think that that could end up being the difference in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, Penrith potentially have more game breakers than the Storm do, but the Storm's attack is so beautifully structured that that you know they can break it open. It's like opening a, a tin can sometimes. So 
it's going to be a really good game. I think it's the two best teams in the league, especially towards the end of the year. Um, you know, I just can't wait. I still can't believe that Penrith are going to be in it. It seems weird. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, I, I think it would be good for Penrith to win. I think they they definitely deserve after the season they've had. So I'm, I'm, I'll be in the uh, I'll be in the corner of the Panthers. Sweet. I I think you know if they win it, we got to have a podcast about what their season of achievement is. Which is going to be even stranger. Yeah, look, I think, I mean, what we need to discuss in that podcast is pretty much, you know, how many of the streets around Penrith need to be renamed after Panthers players. <laughs> I, I want to, well, you'd have to have like a, a Cleary Avenue or maybe yeah. a highway. I'm sure, given it's the Western Suburbs, there's a video shop out there somewhere that can be named after Tyrone May. Oh jeez! <laughs> not touching that one. Um, video easy can be Tyro May easy. <laughs> I remember going to block, Blockbuster Video in Penrith. This is years ago now, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to hire some DVDs. And I go in there, and I'm like, oh, I just want to hire some DVDs. You know, what do you need for me to set up an account? They needed three forms of ID. <laughs> they needed like. Two things saying where I lived. I was like, I'm, I said to them, I just want to hire DVDs. And they're like, that's that's our policy. You should said to them, out of there. you don't need this much stuff to hire DVDs from the fucking library. I, yeah, it was crazy. Let's go there and not have to pay for it. I just ended up going to uh, Big W and just buying them. Yeah. Or you could have just gone to the library and just got them for free. That, that's if Penrith had the library. I'm not casting aspersions here, but they probably don't have a library. I'm sure Penrith does have a library, but off the top of my head, I can't think of where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I, hang on, I got to look this up. I'm sorry. Okay, Penrith Library. Let's have a look at where this fucker is. Yeah, it's kind of it's in a weird place. It's like. It, it how how would I describe it? It's like in a place you don't really go near very often. Right. I don't, I don't know. know where that I, don't, might be. I don't know how to describe it. Is it like near some sort of health food place or something? Maybe <laughs> it's it's not near a Porto. Is what I'm saying. That's um, exactly right. <laughs> There's a golden triangle of places in Penrith, and it's outside that so. Who cares? You know, I remember when I, when I would drive back from visiting people back in the like in the east of the city, and I'd be driving back to Penrith, and I used to like to stop in at at Red Rooster, pick up a whole chook, and a fucking you know a couple of things of cold slaw, take it home. That was dinner. And I used to eat a whole chook. I don't do that these days now. Two chooks. <laughs> no, I, I don't eat like a gorilla anymore. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's when you're young and in your 20s and you can eat whatever the hell you want. It's just a yeah. bottomless pit inside your stomach. Yeah, pretty much, pretty just much. Just keep feeding that thing. Yeah, and, and it, you've got no consequences. That's right. <laughs> the consequence thing is a big one. As you get older, oh, boy. Well, it's, it's the first time you eat something and you're like, man... Whenever I eat that these days, I just feel like run down and not good. <laughs> and you, then you realise at some point, it's like, oh, yeah, I probably can't do that anymore. Yeah, I've got to stop doing that. I remember there was a time, uh, by the way, welcome to our Rugby League podcast. I, rec- I remember there was a time in my life where I used to buy a family feast at KFC for myself. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think it was, I think the last time I did any sort of, Intense gluttony like that was when I was about 19. Oh, really? I did it to... And then I, I did it like one or two days and that was it. I did it to, uh, let me think, I think a bit to about 30. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, then I started trying to be a human being after that. Well, you that. do have that huge frame. Wow. It you needs know, some fuel. I did. Big dog's got to eat. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Now... 
I do have. I'm going to take us on a bit of a tangent here. Okay. Do have some massive news. Oh, really? Massive news for the podcast. For you know, mm. a, a yeah, some someone who we've mentioned on the podcast a few times before. Okay. And that is uh, Mr. And Mrs. Nathan. Well, you've seen you've seen the result, haven't you? I have. I have. Now the big news, people, is that um, he's fixed his bike. Not only has he fixed it, he took it for a ride. You know what this confirms? Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with the bike in the first place. Re- yeah, just took some maintenance, really, didn't it? Took a little bit of maintenance. All it took was a, a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And his favourite politician, Dan Andrews, to lock the place down so he could have the time to dedicate himself to fixing the bike, and he's done it. So, Mr. And Mrs. Nathan, you need to get out there on social media and say, thank you, Dan Andrews, because because of you, I've been motivated to fix my bike, and now it works. And now I don't have to sit there and blame Santa Claus for it. Yeah, I know. Right? You know, the, the best thing about it, though, is that he was riding the bike wearing a Manscaped T-shirt from our wonderful sponsors. There you go. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. But it, it oh, did look good. The bike looked good. It was good to see it going. Uh, he can't actually ride anywhere further than five kilometres from his house. That's right. And he, because he is quite a wealthy human, his house, you know, the entire property that he lives on is mm. 4.9 kilometres in size. So when he went outside to go for a ride, he could only ride for 10 metres and then he had to turn around and come back because he's, you know, outside the region. I've heard that I've heard that he uh, has gardens. He calls them the gardens. He goes riding in the gardens. Yeah, well, that's, that's if Mrs. Nathan lets him. Yeah. She doesn't like people riding on the gardens there. No. Yeah. I, I, you, you can hear it. I'm on the other side of the city, and I can hear it. As soon as Nathan gets out, he takes a step out there in the garden. She's, don't you step on my guards. He's, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, she's she's all over that. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, she spends spends quite a bit of time out there manicuring that garden. There so does Nathan, too, if he's bloody wearing a Manscaped T-shirt. Well, yes. <laughs> it's um, I will say th- uh, thanks to Nathan also for not wearing... Loose fitting pants, because yeah. we we don't need evidence that you've you've manscaped your balls. Uh, we'll take your word for it, Nathan. Yeah, true, true. We yeah. work on the honor system when it that's, comes to manscaping. That's right, that's right. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah that was that was some good news. Yeah, that was really good news. It was it was cool to see that. Uh, it was retweeted by the interns on the podcasting um, Twitter feed. So if you want to go and look at what we're talking about, we might actually, you know, what we should do is. Chuck it on the um, Instagram. There's an idea. I'll try to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll figure it out somehow. That, that's a job for me. I should probably put on the entire saga. I think you can do stories on there, so I might figure out how to put them on there and just put on there the progression from broken bike to the repairs to yeah. the final result. That would be a fantastic story. It's that almost like cool. a love story, isn't it? We, you know what we could do? We could get uh, Mr. And Mrs. Nathan on to talk about what it took to get the bike up and running. We could do that. We could just get Mrs. Nathan on to do that. Well, it should be more fun to talk to, let's face it. <laughs> she's an experienced podcaster now, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's a star of this podcast. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, we might, might do that and put on there the uh, the romance story of Nathan and his bike. Mr. And Mrs. Nathan and his bike, sorry. Yeah, it um, good. Yeah, that that was fantastic news. Fantastic to see. I was very very happy about that. I was too. It just shows you what a little bit of public shaming can get done. Exactly, exactly. See, this is what we do for the community. That's really community is. service. We can now commit a crime because we've already done a bit of community service. Is there anyone else that needs publicly shamed? Just get in touch with us. We'll publicly shame them in a nice way. Yeah, like in a, it's for self improvement. It can't be anything bad. That's right. That's right. It's about you know. Fixing things and you know, getting some jobs done around the house, that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just basic, basic, gentle shaming. Yeah. That leads to an end result that's positive. Yeah. And and probably a little bit more shaming. Yeah. And, you know, when you get things done like Nathan, that fucking bludger, <laughs> <laughs> we will give you some praise. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, 
Yeah, that that was some good news. Uh, what else has happened? Uh, apart from the footy, well, tonight, and by the time you're listening to this, the Challenge Cup, the English Challenge Cup, will be run and won. And it's been played between the Leeds Rhinos and the Salford Red Devils. Yeah, I, I'm going to go for Salford because I know someone who owns that website. What, salfordreddevils.co.uk? I think that's the one. Mm. I, I'm i going for Salford for the simple fact that I've, I've been to... I haven't been to Salford itself, but I've been to Eccles, which is pretty close. I've been to Leeds, and at least Salford sort of doesn't pretend to be something that's not like Leeds does. Well, Leeds just pretends like it's a better version of Huddersfield, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. And, you know... Do you think it, do you think it pulls it off? There is literally nothing to see in Leeds. <laughs> like, if you... If you pull up Leeds, what's, what is there to see around but, Leeds? They, it's a, like nothing. There was a museum thing that had some, some armoury and stuff in it. I'm but sure, it's I'm all sure that was crap around stuff. Leeds. It's all the crap stuff. Ah, there's like swords and stuff in there. Nah, swords. Who uses <laughs> swords? I remember something like that. No, That's about it. Other than that, there was a church. I, I'll, I'll say this. I could have gone and seen anything in Leeds when I was over there. I decided not to and went to Huddersfield to check out the Rugby League Museum. That says everything you need to know about Leeds. Yeah, I mean, when I went to uh, to Leeds, mm-hmm. there, there wasn't a Rugby League Museum running, and I still went to Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> that even says even more. Yeah, I went and checked out their Asda. Yeah. Yeah. Was it nice? No. <laughs> I was blown away by the size of the bags of chips over there. Oh, really? Yeah, like you, you go into the into the supermarkets over there, and you go, oh, I wouldn't mind just a bag of chips. Thinking, you know, it's the little buddy, you know, the sixty or eighty gram packs like we've got here. Yeah. No, every bag's like a five kilo bag of potato <laughs> chips. Like, what the hell is this shit? You know, one place I would love to have gone to was the uh, the frozen food section at uh, Tesco in Wigan. Because if you go to the frozen food section, that's where fucking some of the best tries of all time have been scored. Really amazing place. Really special. They're all Hollow there. Ground. They're all there. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can stand there and you can pick up some frozen prawns and say, this is where Martin Ophia scored five tries. More than once. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic. Beautiful. It's- so it's a great, great heritage site. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. There, there needs to be some sort of statue out the front. Like, you know how, you know how St. Helens, like they're still building their stadium, obviously, but St. Helens built their stadium and they put a, uh, a big statue out the front of a busty chick. They need to put something in Tesco to, to show that that is a, you know, rugby league site. A statue of, of Martin Offia. Yeah, that would be awesome. At He's the got door a statue outside coming... of Wembley. Well, so right, rightfully so. Yeah, I agree. He owned that place. Yeah, he did. Um, but maybe you could have a, a Martin Offia statue in the, uh, you know, as you come through the door. You know, you've got to go through those little scanner things to make sure no one's pinching anything. Just have yep. a Martin Offia statue there. Or, you know, what would be even better is if they had, like, a statue of Sean Edwards, but he was holding a little baskets, you, the shopping baskets you get. <laughs> There's an idea. You could get, uh, you could have a statue of like Sean O'Loughlin, uh, and, and but he's like holding the the thing that dispenses the hand sanitizer. Now we're talking. Yeah, although he never played there, he never played at Tesco, so. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Maybe Andy Farrell instead. Yeah, yeah Andy oh, Farrell. There's a good one. Old um, Pants. John Schuster. I'm thinking he played out there as well. Who else? Who was that uh, New Zealand bloke that they always talk about? And over here, we don't don't, don't really know him. What's his name? Used to kick a lot of goals. Was it John Schuster? No, 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 no. Oh, was it... Um, Olsen oh, Filipana. Frano Botica. No, that's, that's it. You got him. 
I think he I think he um topped the see how he holds the record for most points in the season or something like that or went close yeah. to it. Yeah, they they talk about what a great score he is and we're like fucking who? I think he's a former all black from memory. Yeah. Good for him. I'm like he went well over there. It's, I'm not saying nothing bad about him. I'm just saying we don't really know who we who he was. Yeah, he scored um he scored one thousand eight hundred and eighty three points. Mm. In five seasons at Wigan. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to score points and tr- score tries over there, eh? Yeah, especially when there's like 37,000 games per season. <laughs> hey, here's a question for you. That Canberra game, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got a lot of flack from people over there in the UK because I said that the UK plays really bad, right? Yeah. Now, now Williams, George Williams didn't have a very good game at all. Bateman was actually pretty bad. He was he was really bad. And the other bloke, what's his name? Whitehead. Whitehead. Was he even playing? Well, look, I'm willing to give George Williams a pass mark for this year, but he didn't play his absolute best game um, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm I'm not as harsh on him as, as you are. Yeah. I don't think he's been too bad. Mm-hmm. Um Bateman has been very, very poor this year. Yeah. And Whitehead Whitehead's been great all year up until the finals. Yeah. And his I'd... hands have gone missing really badly in the finals. His defense has been okay, but his handling's just gone horrible. He was just non existent yesterday. It was really weird. I think the problem we're getting to is because um, he was parked out on Whiten's side of the field, he's not getting – Whiten tends to run the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. So he's not dishing out passes with room to move to Whitehead out there. And Whitehead is standing out, you know, Gareth Ellis wide. Mm. He needs to get back in towards the middle of the field a little bit more because there's still a centre and a winger outside and there's only like three metres for the whole three of them to stand, you know. <laughs> he's just mate, shifting field a bit. Yeah, like he's telling the centre and the winger to push out more. And they're sitting <laughs> they're like, in the third row, eating yeah. chips. The yeah, centre's out the back near the in the toilet queue. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I can't go any further. It's, it's all interesting. Concrete. You know, leading up to that game, they had thousands of people outside of the uh, Suncorp Stadium, and they ended up just opening the gates, letting them all in, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I look at that with as someone who lives in... in um, Co-Victoria, yeah, and uh, I just think, yeah, that's that's really bad. <laughs> you're, but you lot, you've got what? No new cases today, something like one. that. One, that's one today. Cool. We had we had two yesterday. We're still in lockdown. Yeah, um, you know, and look, a lot of people are hating on the premier for for the lockdown, mm-hmm. and this is not about me, you know pushing one political side or the other. Just reminding people that the reason why the Victorian Premier has to have a lockdown is because Victoria Victoria genuinely is full of idiots. Yeah. And this is the best way to deal with them, is to keep them locked inside their houses. Mm-hmm. And given the amount of Victorian idiots that I've seen out and about, it's probably not a bad idea if he just keeps the lockdown in place mm. for, I don't know, 10, 20, maybe 30 decades after the virus has left, just to be safe. Yeah, I, like, I think that that, uh, you know, we keep the borders closed. Yeah. Why not? But only, only for Victorian-born people with Victorian-born parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it, way, that way I can get out of the state occasionally. There should be a test. Like, you get to the border and they say... Where's the best food in the world? And if you say, I don't know, just let me through, it's fine. But if you start going, well, if you go to Ligon Street, they just say, no, nah, you're not coming through this goddamn border. <laughs> exactly. Turn back. Turn back. Tell me something unique to Victoria. And they say, well, the coffee. It's like, no, nah, you ain't coming through. Yeah. Where's the best coffee in the world? Hang on. Vit, nope. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. have to start with V. <laughs> I was going to say Venice. No, you weren't. You are going to say Victoria. Go away. They say name three world-class tourist attractions in Victoria. 
go. And if you if you don't start with, um, <laughs> then you can't come in. Like if you actually say somewhere, you can't come in. That's right. Yeah, especially if you start with the train station. Yeah, the train station, the casino, and the fucking waterway. Oh, the MCG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Madness. I don't think we've we've hung shit on Melbourne before, have we? Uh, I I, I think, think we did once. It was yeah. a long time ago. That and their, their passion for for graffiti and laneways. Oh yeah, that's right. There's oh, sorry, sorry, laneways. street art. Yes, and they're not laneways. They're open air cafes. <laughs> they're open air COVID transmitters. If there's one thing I want to do, it's to pay overs for a cup of coffee in but, a place where someone spray paints stupid pictures and then at night someone pisses against the wall. <laughs> it's a cup of mud, not coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know That's when you nervous. go somewhere, have you have you ever tried, like, you know how there was a, a six months there where people were making up bullshit coffees? Like someone was saying, like, you know what? You put butter in coffee, man. It makes it taste great. Butter coffee, really, really good. And you try it, and you're like, "What the fuck is this filth? <laughs> like, this is a this is a, a bland, shitty coffee." But now my mouth tastes like fucking margarine. <laughs> I don't know why people do that stuff. Yeah, and there's a period there in the nineties where they started putting all sorts of bloody serious stuff in coffee. Mm. Uh, I I I bailed on coffee pretty pretty early on when that stuff started happening. They ruined it for me. All you need with coffee is the coffee and hot water. And if you need more than that, you have a serious serious problem. <laughs> yeah, I I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So here's here's the way I think, right? And I think this is reasonable. If you need milk in your coffee, you're weak. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, I've, I figured the good thing about being a New South Wales person mm-hmm. living in Victoria mm-hmm. that doesn't care for their game, yeah, and doesn't drink coffee, yeah, I'm like the most insane rebel this state has, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even doing much. But you know, everyone else is sort of brainwashed into being an AFL fan. Coffee drinking clown. Yeah, I, know. I, I don't. Even... I don't. I I don't follow AFL in the slightest. I think it's a garbage sport. I don't even think it's a sport. Um, apart from the only times that I ever hear about AFL is when they've been rampantly racist. <laughs> I'll say every second week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw somebody on Twitter today saying that the two most hated teams in Victoria had made their, the grand final or something. I can't even tell you who they are. I, I couldn't tell you. Like, who cares? No, no one cares about the AFL. No. No, I, I don't even know who's in there. Shit sport followed by shit people. I know that um, calling something failed last week because some people at work who go for them had the shits. Okay. That's pretty much it. Good. <laughs> Hooray! That's that's all I can tell you about um about the AFL. Um, do you realise we just we just shit on Melbourne for five minutes there, five to ten minutes there, probably ten. Could that come back as karma for the grand final next week? Well, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Could you apply all of those things to Penrith? Like, name three sites you can see, at, at, like, world-class sites you can see at Penrith. We got the fucking water skiing park. We got, got Panthers. Pup-pup golf. We got Panthers. You can see the Blue Mountains from there. The train station. We got Pup-Pup golf. You've got the train station. Yeah. Just like we, Melbourne. You've got water coffee. Skiing park. We got, got coffee just like Melbourne. Nepean River. And I know you sure as shit got graffiti like Melbourne. Oh, graffiti. <laughs> Sorry, straight up. Our graffiti isn't like self-serving rubbish either. No, it's just tagging. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's either tagging or it's saying that someone was a slut. 
Exactly. You know, that's what you need out of graffiti. And that's a community announcement that you need to know because you go, ah, steer clear of that one. Yeah, this person sucks. Okay. It's information. That's right. You need this stuff so that you can make informed choices on who to have in your social life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. None of that goes on here. Um. Yeah, other than that, I think I think we've nailed it. Penrith's got everything Melbourne's got. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You can get coffee in Penrith as well. Weirdly you've enough, got, you've even got an AFL team not too far away. <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually about eighty kilometres away from Western Sydney. <laughs> Same thing. They're from Greater Western Sydney. Yeah, it's got it's called Greater Western Sydney, and I know they duped fucking Blacktown Council into paying ten million bucks to build half a stadium. But they like they. I think they train at like Concord or something weird. Concord. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're not Western at all. That's great. I'm just watching an ad at the moment for Bathurst with yeah. um with that bloke who you did the voice impersonation for when you were sick. Uh, Matt Nabel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty impressive ad. Did you see the uh, the advert he did for the Panthers game, where he's like no. talking about, he's talking about Nathan Cleary at one point, and then he goes on to Coruscant and he's like, "And how about this bloke?" How and it was just bloke? like it was just so like cookie cutter. Check out the nuggets on this bastard. Check out this bastard. He looks like a fucking chia pet with that hairstyle. <laughs> one that you forgot to water for two weeks. Look at this mad prick. <laughs> I was thinking actually when uh, they were showing Kick-Ow after the game and Kick-Ow's hair's grown a lot and it's still like that same sort of gold colour on top. And I thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if he comes into training on Monday and he shaved his head <laughs> and everyone's just like, dude, what the fuck did you do? Or he just, he changes, he, he paints it a different colour. Yeah, yeah, he... he, he he does it like purple. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just doing it to, to taunt the storm. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. It's uh, That would be a really bad warning sign, though, wouldn't it? If you're heading into a grand final. Say we're heading into the grand final, and grand final day, Nathan Cleary runs out, and he's done peroxide hair, and it's just that white colour. Like, you'd be horrified, wouldn't you? Yeah, he'd say, mate. You've gone this far with it. You might as well just keep it there. Yeah, but you'd feel like, like where's his head at? Yeah. Um, speaking of hair, mm. do you think when we get back to having a normal season and no COVID going on, mm. that all the players will start having sensible haircuts again? Or do you think this stupid shaving the side of your head caper off is mm. going to stick around? Because I don't know how this started, how it infected every club, but it looks mm. fucking stupid. I, I, I know how it started. Someone watched The Simpsons? No, 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 no. I I think because I did the same thing. I'm locked in, you know, locked down voluntarily, and I my hair starts growing, and I'm like, why, why even bother shaving my head? Like, you know, not going out. And then I get to a point where my hair's really long, and I'm like, I should just do something stupid. And so I considered doing a lot of the hairstyles that I'm seeing, like say, Jai Arrow doing with his glorious mullet. It's a sweet, sweet mullet. I didn't consider dyeing my hair, but so I get it. I totally got it. Yeah, not me. <laughs> These look dumb. <laughs> I was going to, you know, the haircut I almost went with was like, it, have you ever seen MMA? Yeah. I was going to go the same hairstyle as Chuck Liddell. <laughs> That, that's not too bad. I know, I know, but, like, come on now. What the fuck? <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's funny now? Mm. They've got a highlights package on of mm. the uh, Challenge Cup. Yeah. Some of them past memories, and there's lots of memories of uh, Martin Offia scoring tries. Oh, nice. Along with some some woman singing songs at the, looks like the Tower on Huddersfield. Oh, is it abide abide with me or something? They sing. I don't know. I've Did got they... I've got the volume turned off because yeah, 
Is they, that, I, I don't want to hear that. I, she they, looks like she's on the top of um, Castle Hill, Huddersfield. She is. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Why is she there when the game's at Wembley? Has someone... She's got the wrong taxi. <laughs> Man, her, her Uber would have cost a shitload. <laughs> oh, yeah. She gets, she's staying in a hotel in London. She says, I've got to go to the fucking stadium for the Challenge Cup. And someone said, who's playing, love? Oh, it's rugby league. And they've gone, fuck, I've got to get out of Huddersfield. <laughs> that's where, that's the home of the game. Yeah. And then they're taking it to Castle Hill for some reason, which is nowhere near any venue. Um, yeah. Good view. I, mean, I didn't go there, hey. Good view. But that's all they've got there. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could go to Castle Hill and take someone there and say, all of this is yours. And they'd say, keep it. There's a, a uh, there's a little castle thing up there, and there's a mm. plaque nearby it there, which talks about um, something you, I never thought I'd ever read mm. in Huddersfield next to a castle, because you know mm. most most um, old buildings in uh, England they've got a plaque when they're talking about the significance of the building. Yeah, but the plaque there was one plaque up around around Castle Hill that talked about how rabbits were introduced into England. No, really. <laughs> And it's from the France. That's random. Yeah, random. What they they do it for our food, I guess. Um, I think it might have been an accident. So some Frenchman brought it into the country as a pet or something like that, and then let it go. And next thing you know, they're everywhere. All of a sudden, they're breeding like rabbits. Yeah. Man, that's a huge crowd. Oh, hang on. So huge crowd. It's going to be weird for them to be playing. At Wembley Stadium in front of no one. How much would it suck to be a Salford fan knowing that your team has not reached the Challenge Cup final in about seven decades, and then when mm. they finally do, no one can go watch them play? Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. What happens if they win it? Like On the upside, yeah, they're going to think, given that they wear red, that they're playing in front of a packed stadium that are all supporting them because all the seats are red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, like, wow, Leeds have got no fans here. If they win it, like, the people at Salford, are, you're not going to be able to keep them in their houses. You're going to be out in the streets celebrating. They're probably celebrating already just for being in the in the final. Most likely. Now, most teams are over there. If they're not Leeds and Helens or Wigan, if they make a final like this, they usually celebrate just for the fact they got there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, And the problem is it's normally disappointing. Like, whenever there's a team that doesn't normally win these things and they make a final and you think, oh, I hope they, they crack it, and a lot of the times they don't. Yeah. But um, I'll be going for Salford just, yeah, so, just to see someone different win. I agree. I agree. I think Salford needs something good to happen to them yeah. in the last century. So it would be nice. And this would be a culmination of all the work that um, Kukash put into the place and all the money spent there. Finally. Yeah. Finally, yeah. gets an end result. Several years after he leaves. He might, yeah, he might not be the owner anymore, but hopefully he's uh, taken an interest still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, checking that out at the moment. I probably probably won't hang around because it, it does kick off at about 20 past one or something like that and goes through until 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, it's it turns it into a long night. But... Yeah. We got we got the team into a final that we wanted to get there, and that's the mighty Penrith Panthers, the the mountain men, even though they're not in a mountain. Exactly. I used to love it when Fatty Vaughton would say, "We'll go up to Penrith." It's like there's no elevation change, Fatty. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not even north. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just west. Yeah, it's just. You, know, so you go out to Penrith. There's literally, there's no way anyone could consider it being any elevation at all. It just isn't. No, that's right. But, you know, look at oh, There's another reason not to go for Leeds. They've got Robert Louis in their side. Oh, really? He plays for Leeds now. Mm. See, I don't pay much attention to Super League anymore, really. It's sad. Um, yeah, there's not much else going on there. So um, I suppose that wraps up a pretty uh, pretty decent episode, I guess. Yeah, an exciting episode. We've got an exciting week coming up. Uh, yeah. We've got a guest coming on this week. We're going to tease you with that one. Um, mm. 
we should say a big thank you to our sponsor, which is manscaped.com. Yes, we should. Um, people, get over there to the website. Buy anything you want. Buy everything you want. doesn't matter what it is. And when you get to their checkout, put in NRL in the code in the checkout there. You'll get 20% off, free shipping, and a, uh, was it a 30-day money-back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, man. What more could you ask for? It's That's incredible. our gift to you. It really is. And listen, and I know a lot of women listen to us. Ladies, get this for your husbands or your boyfriends. It's it's a personal investment. And you know what I'm talking about. You know what? Mm. I don't even think the uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is sexist. I reckon women could use it too. They, they definitely could, 100%. So there you go. Double the audience now. <laughs> yeah. So ladies, get to manscaped.com. Right, and NRL is your code twenty percent off of anything at all you want, and and you can do that. That's absolutely because we believe in equality on this podcast. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Well said. Yeah, and uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to contact the podcast, you can do that via uh, Instagram, Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. So, you know, get over there, subscribe to all the videos on YouTube and hit the notification bell. If you don't have a, a podcasting thing, you can get all the episodes there and get a little email to say when, when a new one's dropped. That's yeah. handy technology. And go to uh, FergoandTheFreak.com and go to the contact section and leave us a message. Uh, make sure you press the button um, because we want to make sure we get your messages. Yeah, Looking forward to doing a, uh, yeah, an email episode again soon. Yeah, so smash it, absolutely smash it. Yeah. Give us as many as you got. Yeah, Any and questions? also if you, I was gonna say, if also if you got a, uh, you got a podcast listening device and you uh, you want to leave us a review, make sure you leave us a five star review. Give us some good feedback and some, you know, add something a bit random. And we'll read that out. And we'll pop it up on our website as well. The more random, the better, as long as it's all it's all positive. Yeah. Um, perhaps some feedback on your favourite tuna pizza. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, damn, I've got to do the pizza challenge, don't I? Yeah, you've got to hit up Nadine and see if she's made one yet. Yeah. I want to ask Nadine about her smoker too. What do you reckon about a smoked tuna pizza? Uh, what was that I was... I want to... Yeah, there was some stuff... Because I'm thinking about getting a smoker, something to do. As you do. I'm so bored, man. I need to do something. <laughs> I, I need to smoke some meats or something. <laughs> man, I've given you a tuna pizza. Well, I, you know, I've done everything I can here. <laughs> I don't know what, what you want from me. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah, I'll get it sorted. I will. I'll take pictures and everything. <laughs> oh, sounds horrific. Can't wait. <laughs> and uh, I guess on that glorious note, we'll wrap this baby up. Thanks yeah. for tuning in, everyone. Catch us all next time.